Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Speaking of sea monsters, I'm hungrier than a hammerhead. Let's see what's cooking in the galleys today, shall we? Sandals and socks. Watch for ten lines with sandals and socks. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Unlocking the Magic. We are going to have so much fun today, I hope you can hear it in my voice. We are going to unlock Disney's Typhoon Lagoon. This should be exciting. I am super excited to talk about this. And I think you might know why, but I'm not going to share it right, right away. I want everyone who's starting to listen to continue to listen, kind of like a cliffhanger. <laughs> what do you mean you're gonna you're so excited to share this like you're not excited to share every other show we do that is also true that is yes. true very much so very much so i'm excited to do this we just actually just went to disney recently and so it's kind of fresh in our mind we don't go to off water parks too often because sometimes when we go it's not that hot yeah water park is definitely something that we always want to do the kids are for sure they are always asking but when we visit Walt Disney World in the months of, let's say, November, December, January, it's not necessarily either they're closed for refurbishment during that time or it's just not that appealing, even though they do heat all the water. There, the water is warm. The, when you go in February, though, it can be hit or miss. Sometimes if it's cold, they don't even open. Yeah. But it, we just happened to go in April. It was like 85 degrees all week, which was exciting because it was really cold here. And <laughs> the kids were pumped to actually get to go to Typhoon Lagoon. For the they first were, time in a while. They were really excited. So it was hard. I know that, you know, with Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon, there's always that would you rather and kind of trying to decide on what are the two. But um, we decided on Typhoon and I'm so happy we did because now we get to share a recent review too. You know, I want to unlock some history about the park, some things that may have changed the park itself if things weren't in a certain way, way back when it opened in 1989. And give you guys a little review of what we experienced recently and the, of course, changes. There's also that new attraction that we tried. so, so Which I like because I like the fact that you don't have to carry your raft up it. All right. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that more in detail in a minute. Yes. <laughs> All right. So can I go into the story? Let's go into the story. Go for it. All right. And so I don't know, Bruce, how much you know about this. Zero. Okay. <laughs> well, first, let's just say that Back in, so the park opened back in 1989 and prior to that um, park, so prior to the park opening, they were kind of tossing around ideas of what to do with the park itself, like what type of theme. And of course with Disney, it's all about the story and they were trying to decide on what story. And so some of the backstory, actually some, some concepts were originally supposed to be either a Floridian sort of like a not so much swamp but like a a Floridian landscape with auto animatronic gators and kind of tunnels or another concept was actually a beached cruise ship huh that would have been interesting I know I thought about that and I was thinking if that was true a beached cruise ship what would it be like you know obviously this was way before Disney even came out with their cruise line like how would that affect things i don't know but that sounds interesting a beach they should do that for the third water park if they do do one okay and then another one which i know you have no idea about is so this concept actually surprised me a little bit but i guess michael eisner 
who was reinventing, you know, at the time, 1989, there was a lot of things happening in Walt Disney World. It was definitely a time to innovate and change things. I He really loved the movie, which I don't even know if you've seen it, the movie called Splash. With Tom Hanks? Yes, you've seen it. I don't know if I've ever seen the whole thing, but I definitely know which movie you're referring to. You've seen it. That's where the lady turns into a mermaid, right? I think I just saw it. I think my sister might have made me watch that when I was younger. Just admit it. You loved the movie. No. (laughs) All right. I do remember watching that with my sister, though, because she's older than me. She's pretty old, actually. She is pretty old. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, Um, not that I'm not old, but. Yeah, right. In 1989, that was just a little boy. So Splash came out with Daryl Hannah, and it was, yes, that mermaid movie that you so interestingly know the details of, yet you say you didn't watch it. Um, I didn't say I I didn't watch it. I said I didn't watch all of it. Gotcha. Okay. Well, anyway, Michael Eisner really loved this movie and this concept, and that sort of almost... Was it a good movie? I thought Splash was a really great movie for its time, especially I thought the the way the movie, the storyline, and the way... I don't know. I think it was definitely cutting edge for its time, but I don't know how... I would envision a whole water park. I mean, guess mermaids. That would be cool. But... No, that would freak me out after seeing Pirates 4. <laughs> That's true. That's a long time away. Yes. Okay. No, Pirates 5. No, oh, Pirates 4. Yeah, you're right. Are you okay there? Yes. Do you need a minute? I got a little confused. Pirates 5 is not yet out. I noticed that. Okay. So, all right. So, back to the story. So, then, you know, they thought about it some more. And they came up with this great concept, Typhoon Lagoon. And so, I want to share with you the story. I'm just going to read... Kind of read along. So it's kind of like the the cruise ship that got abandoned, but without the cruise ship. Yeah. More fish boats and shrimp boats, right? Well, let's just, why don't you hear the story? Okay, read it to me. Okay. So the story takes place back in 1955. There was a small resort village named Placid Palms. And here we go. I'm going to read some of this. It's going to rhyme a little bit. You ready? Ready. A ferocious storm once roared across the sea, catching ships in its path, helpless to flee. Instead of a certain and watery doom, the wind swept them there to Typhoon Lagoon. You know, I had so much fun reading that. I know. It reminded me of a video I once watched about <laughs> the Haunted Mansion in Ex Estencio, who came up with the... Which I can't believe you can say that. I know, me so either. Well. well, I watched it a lot, so... <laughs> okay. I've heard his name He's many amazing. Times. Yeah, he came up with the, the kind of the rhyme for the Haunted Mansion. Hmm. And he says it. You know, if you think of the song when you're in the attraction or like when they're dancing around, he actually says it. And it's so cool to hear him say it. And you saying that reminded me of not that you're sounding like an old man, just that it reminded me of him saying that. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. (laughs) I get. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. I mean, you're welcome. Okay. So here we go. Hold on to your seat. Always. This storm known as Hurricane Connie. Huh. That's what we call you when you come home from work. (laughs) Not only... (laughs) I thought you'd get a kick out of this. Not only, true story here, not only changed the landscape of the resort island, earthquakes and volcanic eruption also damaged this island. However, the people of the Placid Palms Resort Village joined together to rebuild what was left of their poor village after this storm, and now it was renamed Leaning Palms. Huh. Interesting? Yes. So are you going to be calling me Hurricane Connie from now on? We kind of do already behind your back. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. So this story is important to know. I mean, you know, with Disney, story is incredible. It doesn't really necessarily hit you right in the face. So it's kind of like these little pieces you have to put together. And what 
can be difficult, especially Which on Which I a- wish they would hit people in the face with it. Why is that? Because then they would know the story. Right away? Instead of just wandering through the park trying to go from slide to slide. Okay, well, here's what I'm going to say about that. I know it can be difficult, especially when you're visiting a water park on a 90, 95, hot, humid degree day. However, if you can take the time to just slow down a little bit and read these signs here and there and really try to capture what is right in front of you, it really is so much more fun. And you have way more fun with the family. I know that there's signs all over. There's these little hints of the story as you go through the resort. And again, I think it just pulls it all together and really makes you feel like you've traveled somewhere rather than just a typical water park. Right. And they're they're kind of subtle signs as you're going around. They are. They're not always necessarily right in front of your face. Exactly. So now everyone knows and the, the sort of icon of the park is right on top of what's called Mount Mayday. This huge volcano which has Miss Tilly, the shrimp boat, which sits on top of this humongous 95-foot mountain. And she sounds her bell every, well, it was longer years past, but now it seems to be every minute and a half or so. Sounds her, bell, sounds her bell, which signals that the volcano is about to erupt. And it kind of, the steam from the volcano erupts. And she's kind of plugged the hole for the lava, but it She's still alerts. there. She's still there. Which, what's the blue guy's name from Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy? I know this is off topic here, but um, you know who I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do know who you're talking about. But I don't I know don't why, know. but his character keep can't. I can't think of his name right now. I know everyone's listening, going, they're shouting his name at me. Um, but every time. Why are you uh, thinking about that guy? Because every time, I couldn't help this particular trip. Every time that. The blue that, guy, like the big, strong guy? Yeah, that sends out, not the big, big, the blue guy. He's blue and he sends out the arrow. Oh, okay, gotcha. He, Yondu. Oh, yes. Thank you. I thought you meant the big blue. Uh, Dax. Isn't Dax the other guy? I love him, yeah. too. But and the reason why I. I talking about him is because every time and i i know any of whoever's listening right now if you're there correct me if i'm wrong but every drax, time, not dax i said dax it's drax sorry how do you pronounce it drax d-a-r-x what did, what did you say dax oh i knew it was something like that yeah it sounded right to me anyway so every time now the horn blows i keep thinking of him it what? sounds just like his call whenever he would whistle. Oh yeah, and the arrow comes out. Yeah, I couldn't stop thinking of it. So I was off. <laughs> I was off. My stories were off. So maybe they have to change that sound for, for well, maybe I'm the only one. I guess so. Mm, never know. Maybe we get an email saying people thought the same thing. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. All right. Anyway, so anyway, so that's some of the fun story of this incredible water park. Now if you if you know if you've ever visited any water park, you will know visiting a Disney water park outbeats anything you've ever seen or done. Just the level of cleanliness, that story that you see, it just immerses you into so much more fun than you can find anywhere else. I, it does. I have to say this this water park was very clean. Um, but no matter how clean a water park is, going into a bathroom barefoot just weirds me out. <laughs> you did you did make sure we all had our shoes on for yes. the bathroom. I can appreciate that. So I can it's definitely... hard, though, because you get off a ride and you're soaking wet and you got to go get your shoes on. And I guess you could wear those waterproof shoes, but... You could. I don't know about those. You could definitely wear your waterproof shoes. Um, okay, so let's talk about, you know, let's give sort of like a quick review of the overall res- uh, overall park. 
maybe name some attractions that we loved, maybe some that we didn't necessarily like or, you know, some of us preferred other than rather than others. And we've got to talk about the new attraction, Misadventure Falls. Okay, so first off, I love the way that you enter Typhoon Lagoon, the winding path to get to... Which was deliberate, by the way. Right, I understand that. Okay, sorry. And the reason that they do that is because they want you to walk through the path up to... There's almost like a lookout point as well, which nobody was looking at. Everybody kind of just rushed right to the lagoon. Yeah. There was nobody up there. All right, listen, full disclosure, I was a little guilty of this myself. It was hot, and I couldn't wait to just go down the ride, and I couldn't wait to try Misadventure Falls. Right. And the parking's free, by the way, which I like. Yeah, that is definitely something I think a lot of people don't realize. It's free for now. Including me when I went there? Yes, it could change. This this could change. So anyways, go ahead. So if you do rent a car... And you're off property. You it can, is. Yeah, it doesn't cost any money. Right, which is, you know, we were talking about this a while back was, you know, the perks of staying off and on property. And one of the things about staying off property, I know I'm going kind of off track here, but don't forget that, you know, it does, you have to pay to park at the theme parks each day you visit. So if you are off property, that's important. But anyway, it was a nice surprise that. I, I was fully what, expecting to pay. And I know. I, know, I, I was like expecting to pay. I know that's usually a little bit more. I was like, all right, 10 bucks because it's only open half a day and it's a water yeah. park. Um, but I didn't have to pay anything, and I was super happy. Really happy. I don't know how we didn't notice that before, but anyway. Uh, again, but you walk up the winding path. You get to the lookout. You can oversee the lagoon. Uh, that theming part of it was pretty spectacular. I totally agree. And the, the, the wave pool lagoon mm-hmm. is humongous. It is humongous. Like, it's very much deceiving when you look at it on a map or on a YouTube video. When you walk over to how big it actually is, because at certain points, we were sitting on the beach kind of, and we wanted to get across, and we walked through the lagoon, the wave pool, and it took a little while. It, this pool is one of the best features of Typhoon Lagoon, and I think it's one of the factors. Hold on there. The Lazy River is. Okay. I thought you were stopping the show for a second. I was like, wait a minute, what's happening? No. All right. Yeah, no, good good point. But I know you're talking about uh, Castaway Creek there, but... What I what I think that a lot of people I think the Typhoon Lagoon surf pool is really a highlight of the park and I think it's the determining factor for those that are considering either Blizzard Beach or Typhoon Lagoon. I think that's got to be one of the reasons. This isn't just a wave pool. This is an actual surf pool. Like you said, the waves, the pictures, the videos online. I was trying to take some video myself and it just wouldn't do its justice. You have to be there hear that bell go off, that sound, and you know this huge wave is about to unfold over you. And Which, by the way, you can take surfing lessons there, which we haven't done, which I kind of really want to do. I know, I did. I did hear it's a little pricey. I know. And it's really early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you got to figure uh, out something. I would something. like to do that. Maybe we could take my mom with us on our next trip and sort of, I don't know. I have to say, I'm a pretty big guy. And these waves were like 10 times, they felt like they were 10 feet over my head. So they, they are, I mean, it's described as six-foot swells in America's largest wave pool. And I agree with you. I think that in, I think they looked much larger than six feet. I think once you hear, I think the, the drama of hearing that bell and knowing it's about to erupt and come towards you, it's so different than anything I've ever experienced at any other wave pool ever. Yes. There's like a red line. I don't know if you went out to the red line. I did not. You were a little bit afraid to go out. I was. But on the bottom of the pool where they kind of, it expands outward, there's like a red line. And it's like the, 
I don't know. I feel like it was like the point of no return. Like if you go past <laughs> that red line and you swim out, like you're not swimming back in time when that wave comes. Yes, exactly. So you got to be ready for when that wave comes. But I do have to say, <laughs> we went out to like, uh, me and the older kids, we brought my nephew this last time in uh, the, our older, was it our older daughter? No, I think she was a little bit afraid. Our, our middle daughter. Yeah. Tried to swim out to that rope and we got almost there. Just a fair warning, you got to really know how to swim good if you're going to be going out to that rope because you can't touch the ground Mm. and you don't really know exactly how long it is before that wave comes. So you're waiting out there, like literally waiting in water (laughs) while you're waiting for the wave to come and it gets a little bit tiring. Yeah. Well, yeah. So just a uh, a word of warning if you're going to go out to the rope or try to get out to that rope, make sure you're fully energized. Fully energized. Because it's pretty embarrassing if a lifeguard has to come save you as a grown man. Which we didn't see. I haven't seen yet. Um, I was close. Were you? I was a little bit close to raising my hand saying I needed one of those things up there. I didn't even see you. I must have been on the launch And then chair. the wave came and I could fry. I wrote it in. You wrote it in. Yeah. Well, there are no, there are no inner tubes allowed uh, in the wave pool. And so I want to read really quickly because I was just thinking I was kind of close my eyes and just trying to remember exactly that moment and i'm laughing because i'm reading on the actual site of disney it describes the wave it says feel the motion of the ocean hear the thunderous sonic boom and eager squeals of swimmers that is so funny because i think that's the other reason why it becomes so dramatic and i think i captured that on my video it's like you hear this boom this sonic whistle that goes through and all of a sudden, all these kids are screaming, and I may have screamed myself, but it's just so exciting. And so, and then all of a sudden, this big kahuna comes in, and it's just so much fun. And the wave comes. <laughs> yeah, that too. Okay, a little tip, I guess. Should we share tips now or later about the certain attractions? Yeah, whenever you feel like it. Well, I just want to say, if you are not a, if you're not a strong swimmer, and you decide to kind of stay in the, I guess shallow end of the wave just keep in mind these waves are super strong when they come in and they will knock you down and i found that it was better to kind of be waist deep in water than like knee deep because they knock me down and i i know a couple times the kids got scraped so yeah the bottom of the pool does scrape you and when you're knee deep in water you don't expect to go down that's the thing. And when you're so, waist deep in water, you're like, eh, if I go down, there's enough water here to support me. But when you're knee deep, you're like, I ain't going. Oh, my God, I'm down. Yeah. And so I saw a lot of little kids and, you know, they're bobbing here and there with their moms. And I saw a lot of moms and dads surprised. That, when that did happen came. to me. Like, it totally caught me by surprise. And I was pretty <laughs> shallow talking to the kids. And the wave hit me and, like, dragged me along the bottom. <laughs> Did you drag a few? I was like laughing as I was trying to get up because it was funny, but it did hurt. It is fun. I think it. I mean, it doesn't. I I feel like I got a little rug burn there. (laughs) Yeah, just keep that in mind. Yeah, no, but it's all in good fun, and we had a blast. I would say the best spot Mm. if you want to really enjoy the wave but not get pummeled. Okay, is ten feet before that red line. Oh, you get a good spot. You get the wave. It's not the. It's not like the beginning of the wave like even out by that rope isn't necessarily the best spot because the wave comes and it's just a big wave and you just kind of go up and then down but 10 feet before that red line yeah you get like pretty nailed and it's a great like if you want to body surf it's just for fair enough away where you don't get scraped i think there was a dad body surfing like I yeah that was me oh that was you there was multiple dads body surfing <laughs> some was... intentional and some unintentional <laughs> yeah anyways there was some mom's body surfing too that oh. i'm pretty sure all weren't intentional <laughs> Me included. Yeah. I forget how strong. 
how strong that wave is. It's it the funniest to... thing ever to see a grown man come up and start looking for his sunglasses while he's checking out his <laughs> knees because he just got scraped. All right. All right. Enough with that. But that is the highlight. I think, well, I know you're going to disagree because you're going to go want to go right into the highlight. It's Castaway Creek. Yes, I did love <laughs> this attraction. Uh, the one thing I have to say is that uh, they, could, going. they do have the lifeguards standing out there with some nets. But I did notice a lot of debris in there. Well, that's to be expected. That, no, it's not. Well, it's not debris per se. It's just leaves and stuff. All right. But it was windy that day when we were there. I know, but it grossed me out a little. Okay. Well, all right. But other than that, <laughs> if you can get over that part. Okay. I don't think you should imply at all that it... I think you're just being picky here. I am. Okay. And people know I'm picky. All right. Well, I will say is be on the lookout for any debris regarding sunglasses. Yes. And if you find black ones... <laughs> That are a little bit oval shaped. P.O. Box 82, Swamp Scott, Massachusetts, 01907. Please, please, thank you. Please send them along. Please. We were there and... And thank you. They had a bunch of other black ones. I could have got some really nice pairs if I wanted to. <laughs> These are not a really nice pair, FYI. <laughs> but Castaway Creek is good with or without a tube? I was going to ask you what you prefer. Okay, so... You this... know what I prefer? Yes. I prefer starting out without a tube and then like kind of just gathering tubes as i need them around the thing all right so let, <laughs> let's just talk about it so okay first let me just say castaway creek so so for those of you that don't know is basically a lazy river but it's a lazy river disney style so you basically you grab an inner tube or you don't have to you can walk or swim or whatever float down this really scenic lazy river that goes all around the entire water park with multiple entrances and exits which you can literally use it as a train to your next attraction true you know which we did which a train you mean uh yeah a train yeah like a like a transportation gotcha okay and which we did we did a lot because it is a far until you miss your your turn yes and you have to go and you end off at the wrong spot (laughs) i love this lazy river in particular because it's just so scenic. This creek really has so much so much detail and so much fun. I mean, there's there's so much to see while you're on there. There's waterfalls, rope bridges, you go through a rainforest, and you really just go through the tunnel carved into Mount Mayday. And I really feel immersed more in the story on this particular attraction than anything else in the park. I'd say there's two attractions Three in the park that really made me emerged in the story. I'd say Castaway Creek, uh, The Crush and Gusher, and Misadventure Falls. Which is new. Right. I feel those three had really strong stories as you're either walking through the to get on the attraction while you're on it and then after. Which is interesting because Crush and Gusher is, wasn't necessarily original to the park. So they, it does have a great theme, though, as you're walking through and then up yeah, the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, it wasn't always there so it's interesting that you know they might have worked on the storyline a little more as the park was open for a longer period but anyway so you the inner tubes here they don't cost any money by the way they come in they come because that was a question with the kids they said mom we need to rent a a a tube to go on to the lazy river and no you do not um even though they're kids and they don't listen to me so they had to kind of learn that on their own (laughs) but um yeah i what do you do you prefer Grabbing a tube or swimming? Um, it depends on if there's anybody in the tube. That is true. If there's somebody in the tube, then I'll swim. I like the double tubes. Yeah, those I are pretty good. I like the double tubes because I don't necessarily use the double tube for an extra 
individual. I like to put my feet on the double two because it makes my feet have somewhere to go rather than dangle in strangers' faces. I'll tell you what. If there's not <laughs> a lot of people on it, I like the tube. But okay. for me, I have long legs, so it gets a little bit awkward <laughs> when I'm sitting on the tube and there's a bunch of people and like my feet are touching their tube or it's like crowded. Um, so I'm going to have to say that if there's a ton of people, I'd rather just kind of not use a tube and be able to wade my way or take a break and stop for a second and let the crowd pass and then start again. I have to say, when we were here, it was so it happened to be a really hot, humid day, and I knew the park was going to be busy because, I mean, I can't imagine going to a theme park on a 90-degree humid day. Uh, but anyway, we decided to go to Typhoon Lagoon, and one of the first things our older daughter and I decided to do was go on to the Slazy River. And while we're on there, it was crowded. I mean, a sea of these inner tubes and feet and people's yeah. hands. I mean, everybody's having a good time. Everybody's happy. But it was, early, it was early in the morning, which if you are going on this attraction and you don't prefer a crowd, I would say go later in the day. Um, not so, not, it was probably not right when the park opened when we went, but. 11-ish, 12-ish. Yeah. yeah, it's a prime time, I guess, for this attraction in particular. But it does get does wind down later in the day. Anyway, I thought to myself, there's no way Bruce is going to – he's going to complain. Oh, my goodness. This is like the highlight of the park, and he's not going to have any fun, which is means – which really means I'm not going to have any fun. Um, right. <laughs> that whole happy wife, happy life thing. No, no, no. It's like happy hubby, happy – I don't know. I can't think of a rhyme right I now. I can't either. <laughs> okay, but anyway. You lost me on that one. You did love it. You had fun, and I think... I don't know how lazy it is, though, because I did spend half of my time trying to avoid people. That's <laughs> true. And I was work- doing a lot of work on that thing. Let me ask you are, you, are you the type of person... I feel like there's two type of people on this ride. All right. The me. people who don't want to bump into anybody and work hard to not do that, like you're paddling with your arms or you're kicking with your feet, um, and you're trying to avoid people. Or are you the person that just kind of sits there and if there's four strangers in front of you and your feet are dangling all over their tube, it's fine? Yeah, I'm making friends. I, did you even have to ask that question? I did. Because I'm number one. I know you are. I'm like trying to avoid people. Like if someone comes near me, I try to push their tube away from me. <laughs> Which you do a pretty good job about. I did. I'm sure they appreciate it. I don't think they want to talk to you I'm either. pretty sure they don't either. <laughs> I don't mind talking. It's just I don't want feet on me or uh, like yeah. people. I, I don't want to be surrounded by tubes and people. Okay, I... I understand. I, I was a little claustrophobic on that. I did. There were a few moments where I completely lost you. I probably was dangled up in somebody else's I did camera. notice like you're on that with – if you go on like we had six people with us and all of a sudden uh, <laughs> I look around there was one person with me and you guys were like 40, 40 yards behind us. Yeah. Hold on to your child's raft if you decide not to – which if you want to not – if you don't want to do that double raft thing, which I recommend if you have like a little one – or definitely hold on to them because <laughs> it doesn't. It has a a quick current, but it's not strong. It's not going to yeah, no, pull no, you it's quick. under. But it, if you just you'll, float, it's going to pull you. Yeah, yeah. And so you'll lose them, like not quickly. But you don't have to be a a super strong swimmer in no. order to avoid it. Like you can stand up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, just hold on to your glasses. Right. Okay. Or so, just don't even. It's hard not to wear your glasses on there though, because it's it so is. sunny and bright. It I can't. Is. I couldn't see anything. Yes, which is probably why each life guard post had about three or four sunglasses there and then they also told us to go to the front desk and i asked if they had if i'm like did you find any sunglasses and she looked at me like are you kidding me (laughs) 
Sir. Like, we could open a sunglass store with all the Typhoon sunglasses. Typhoon Lagoon sunglass I'm surprised hut. they don't. I bet you the sunglasses they sell in the shop are just sunglasses that people haven't picked up yet. I wonder how long they hold them. For. This is a good question. How long do they hold the sunglasses for? And when do they decide to get rid of them? And where do they go? Like, I would love to donate them. They to... go into the store and they put a price <laughs> they tag They put on. a ticker to nineteen ninety. 30 days. You have 30 days to pick up your sunglasses. Otherwise, we'll set, we're selling them in our store. All right, so before we go into the newest attraction, let's just talk about Crush and Gusher because I think this is one of the most thrilling attractions in Typhoon Lagoon. And, you know, unfortunately, you have to be the height requirement. You have to be 48 inches or taller. Which I know why. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, we're going to go into that now. And I'll explain why because here's the story. Okay, you're going right into it. All right, you you can explain this and I'll get into that story. Well, I just want to say take your time on this attraction walking up because it's it's this there's a story behind this as well and it's basically an abandoned fruit processing plant that basically washed and processed fruit down these now slides water slides so it's it's cute according to legend fruit was washed here prior to packaging when the plant was still operating before the big typhoon and says uh, find a partner and choose from three shoots pineapple plunger coconut crusher or banana blaster or go bananas and crush it solo. So it, there's this, a lot of story in this attraction, right down to your raft. So take note of these little special little things that pop out so that you can really immerse yourself in the story. Don't just grab your raft and run up. Like, look around. Okay. Right. All right, without giving too much away. Now, the 48-inch thing. Okay. I know why you have to be 48 inches. Tell us. Because me, myself... And our younger daughter went on together. And me and you went on first together, which was fun. Did we? Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. And, you know, I got the hang of it. And we got to the end. And you think you're going to fly off at the end because it comes to such an abrupt stop. But we just went off and we got off the tube really quick. It was fun. Then we floated over to the stairs. So we decided to go. My younger daughter wanted to go with me. We're we're flying down the slide. Which, how many inches is she now? She's got to be 50. 52? I would say 50. Well, she's, no, she's fi- more than 52 because she can go on every every ride. Yeah, but that's 40, usually 48. Yeah, so she's probably 52 to 54 inches. Okay. Um, she? But she's small. Yeah. She's tiny. We go on the slide. We're going on there. She's fine. I'm like trying to go as fast and high on the wall as we possibly can. We get to the end and all of a sudden we hit the water and she slingshot it off like 20 feet forward into the pool. Which I'm so grateful that I missed. I I was like she was fine obviously obviously I saw you guys afterwards but she was hilariously laughing it was totally unexpected like I've never seen anybody do that before we watched people get off the tubes and slide off the slide many times I've never seen that in my life but and I wasn't expecting it and usually you're like hey make sure you hold on to her on every ride we go on that's da- a little bit dangerous or looks a little bit dangerous and this time I totally Throwing. didn't and she went catapulting off like ten feet into the so pool. she must have not been holding on to the raft because. If she was, there's places for you to hold on. They do tell you, make sure you hold on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was not holding on. This was at the very end, though. So This is when we hit the pool. I kind of feel like this was done purposely. It looked like, you know what it looked like? Yes. Um, those YouTube videos where they put the big puffy float in the lake. Yes. And like one person's laying oh on it and gosh. the other person jumps on it. And like that other person who's laying on Ugh. it goes flying off into the lake. Yes. That's exactly what Gianna looked like. In oh there. my gosh. My worst nightmare. So I am so grateful I was behind you guys and didn't see any of this. <laughs> but do you feel, knowing our youngest and how much of a thrill seeker she is, do you feel like this was done intentionally? Probably since she asked me if we can do that again. <laughs> did you do that again? We did not. Okay. Goodness gracious. All right. Well, that's a short 
tale of crushing grusher hope hope uh <laughs> yes so the other thing that we went on was i don't think you went on with us humunga kawabunga i actually skipped this one which is those ones that go straight down again another 48 inches or taller attraction but you know what i liked about the park so far what there was not really any wait lines yeah, I was surprised by that, especially where I had thought it was going to be a busy day. But yeah, it was pretty pretty low key this day. I mean, it was it was busy. Yeah, Misadventure Falls was the longest line. I think we waited like fifteen or twenty minutes for that one, which is to be expected since it's new. But there was not. We didn't really wait too long. Yeah, you're right. And think of that. It does get a little chilly though if you get out of the water and it's a little bit of a breeze and you're waiting in line with your bathing suit wet. It can get a little chilly. Yeah, yeah. so it was a little chilly that day, even though it was hot. All right, so... So, Kawabunga, uh, Humunga Kawabunga, you did not go on with us, which is the ones that go straight down. Those are pretty fun. Hold on to your bathing suit. Yeah, I think our oldest had gone on that, and when you decided you were going to take the other kids up, uh, she wanted to wait that one out, and I decided that, based on her description of what happened to her bathing suit, I thought, mm, I'm, I'm going to skip this one. I wish I heard that story of the bathing suit, because maybe I wouldn't have gone on. So, here's the deal. I think I've explained this before, but I'm a constant wreck during my visit to the water park basically because just grabbing any inner tube i'm so awkward and i can't carry the thing you would never know i actually like work out at all and i'm so in the back of my mind the entire time i'm thinking of like what i'm gonna look like on, upon the exiting the attraction that i almost can't have fun the last few seconds of the uh Everybody's looking at you as you as the your tube hits yeah, the water and I know, right and it's like i know they're not looking at me but I can't help but think they're looking at me. It's the weirdest. Which is if you get off of Misadventure Falls quickly, be careful because the water is not as deep as you think it is. We're sorry, cast member Nicole, if you're listening. Yes, I almost knocked her over. Okay. <laughs> okay, keep going. Sorry. Um, so how was your humunga kaobanga? It was good. Bathing suit I went thing? on once. It was fine. That was enough for me. Okay. But it was it was quick. It was quick. And I have to say that the the water slides do hurt your back. Okay, I know this was a topic that we had discussed prior to our recent visit to Typhoon Lagoon, and I had always argued with the fact that, listen, in Disney, that's the one thing they do right. You know, one thing they do right. One of the things for a water park that they've nailed is, you know, you don't feel that pain when you're going down a slide. But maybe because I am getting older, I feel that I can, I'm more sensitive, and I did feel... I don't remember feeling that as a kid. Yeah, I think as as you get older, it's sort of like the seams of the the seams of the slide, you know, where they had an inner locket. You can feel a little bit. Yeah, so they and do. Some are smoother than others. Some you don't feel at all. But there were a few. I didn't feel any of the ones with the tube. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true too. But I do think it's because you're we're getting older. Yeah, probably. Although the kids said that they felt it too. Yeah. All right. They just didn't care as much as we did. They were like, we're going on again. We we're like, nah, we're forgetting it. All right. So how about Gangplank Fall? Say that six times. Nah. This is, no? This is. I, I can't to... say it six times. Oh. <laughs> All right. So this one here is, it's it's a basically a rapid. And you go down a 300 foot long water slide aboard a four person inner tube, which I think it describes it as four, but I could swear we we fit more than four. We I guess, put six people in there. I guess it depends on how big you are. But anyway, I had fun on this attraction because we were all together. But I think what I what I had wanted was a little more uh, length. It was short. Okay, and here's why: nothing against the attraction itself because it's a really fun thing to do, especially like I said because 
when you can have fun with the family, it's it's just your experience is amplified. Uh, you have to grab your inner tube and it climb up. Well, I don't the know stairs. if I'd call this an inner tube. This was a full blown raft. <laughs> this was like. This we, was heavy for me. What would we do if we had to evacuate? All a, I know is we, 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 you go up the I stairs and it. you can see the people getting off and they give you the tube from the people getting off and they're like, all right, go ahead, walk. And I thought <laughs> um, when I first went on this attraction, I thought that you were going to take your tube up and then there would be like a conveyor belt like Miss Adventure Falls, but you're carrying that tube the whole way up, which isn't that far. No, but... But it's like a line of families awkwardly carrying rather <laughs> large tubes up the stairs in front of you. And like this... So this attraction, which is, again, it's fun because it's any age. You can go on all ages. So you can bring your little kids and you can just enjoy some family time on this awesome raft ride. But yeah, I mean, there's little kids trying to help their parents. It's a... It's a big tube. It's heavy, so... It's it's a life boat <laughs> yeah it's not it's a it's a good ride it's one that I, you got to go on because the whole family can go on together but it's not something i would go maybe on work times. out ahead of time knowing that you have to lift this thing up yeah. a few flights of stairs True. Um, beforehand all right so leading up to that i have to talk about misadventure falls which is funny because i say misadventure falls and a few times i go to say misfortune falls and i was reading that that was what the attraction was going to be up oh, time's up 30 Whoop, minutes i'm hungry <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's keep going. Um, so, Misfortune Falls. And so, they changed the name to Misadventure Falls. So, I was trying to figure out why I was kept second-guessing my, second myself. Anyways, when we showed up to the park, we immediately went over to that way. And it was it was down for a little while. It the was. Tra- attraction. I don't know why they didn't say. But it was only for a short moment. Um, and then they Which reopened. always kind of scares me a little. Going on right after <laughs> yeah which i know you shouldn't because they're not going to open it up again if it's unsafe and it's just a water ride so the worst thing that happens is you fall out of the raft and you just slide down on the right why is that the first thing that comes to your mind like it's unsafe why isn't it like well oh, it was well. down for a reason maybe yeah, the but... water was off though it was they do sometimes close it because the chlorine levels get low or they're high yeah, and so they have to adjust listen i'm the one that gets freaked out with this kind of thing not you you're supposed to be the calm rational well usually guy. i don't talk about it but we have this thing called a podcast here so i have to talk about it <laughs> all right so let's talk about this attraction, which is now the centerpiece, I feel, of the park because it's brand new. You have to visit. It's the guests can be any height, which is so cool because, again, you can bring any, you know, any age onto this attraction and have a really good time with your family. So this is brand new. You don't have to carry your tube up. And that's what I was going to go into. Thankfully, they nailed it with that whole you know, Connie's laziness thing. And I don't want to carry this raft in a bathing suit. <laughs> yeah. So they avoided that awkwardness altogether. And the the raft or inner tube floats over to you gently, oh so gently, while a cast member helps you, you know, explains how to get in. And then it lifts you up like in a... A conveyor belt. Yeah, like a roller coaster. That's kind of feel... It is always a little bit cold when you're dry and you get into that raft the first time. Back to this cool thing. What What's wrong with you? There's too many you... <laughs> things to talk about okay. answering that question. <laughs> All right. So anyways, this is board a treasure raft and hit the high seas for family fun during the longest ride in the history of Disney water parks. And this is just so fun. It's just beyond the pineapple fields of Crusher and Gushers in the same area awaits an all-new family raft attraction owned by Captain Mary Oceaneer, a seafaring treasure hunter whose haul was caught in a rogue typhoon and scattered across 
this tropical paradise years ago. And so this is also a four-person raft. Well, I didn't see more than four people on the no, raft. No, so. we had to we had to separate into two different ones. Yeah, so they might be more strict. I don't think there was a the one before that we were talking about is the the raft is huge. This one was a good size raft, but you couldn't fit more than four people. No. Even maybe even three if it's like a mom and dad and one child or two child unless they're small. I think. I think the difference on this attraction in particular as well is like I was okay with the four-person rule because that conveyor belt is pretty high. And yeah. I don't want to be with a bunch of people squished on here. I was like, okay, oh, there's foot places to put your feet. Like there's not only handles foot for straps. your hands. Foot straps. I was like, move over. I, was I don't know if I want to go on a, a, an attraction. And there's no no offense to anybody out there. But I don't want to go on a water slide attraction. Like I don't mind going on an attraction in the Magic Kingdom with somebody else. I don't want to go on with, in my bathing suit with someone I don't know real close sitting next to me. That's hilarious. I, I, I almost knew you were going to say that. Okay. So... I think people agree with you. Yes. Okay. At least I do anyway. Okay. So this one here, again, it's new. It's a brand new attraction. And it tells you to hold on tight as you spy precious artifacts collected from all around the globe. And there's a parrot there, a talking parrot that you might see if you're lucky enough. And this is Captain's old diving partner. And so, again, with the story, and as you go into this attraction, it was so much fun and so, I guess, just... A, a neat piece to the water park, a, a, a really thrill attraction, but balanced enough where not necessarily a crush and gusher, but a little mixture of both. Yeah, it's a milder version with the family and a good story. Exactly, a great story and a lot of fun, and you can see the jewels and a lot of cool lighting as you're inside the tunnel in here so yeah. a lot I, of fun i am sad that the shark reef closed okay i knew we had to talk about that a lot of people were asking about us and asking us and how we felt and i know the kids were a little disappointed with that and i do feel like the shark reef added that element of the story to typhoon lagoon which i kind of miss but i'm not sure you know I wasn't really sure why they took that down but it, it is something that i miss yeah they should do something similar to that in the okay. future Okay, Bruce. So give us a couple tips, Connie. All right. So back to a couple tips. Okay. Tip number one, bring your own towel if you don't want to pay $2 to rent each towel. Yes. Bring your own anyway. Bring your own. If you're flying and you don't have room in your luggage, do what we do and take a resort towel and just bring it back. Yes. You know, return your resort towel. Right to your room. (laughs) Right to your room. You know, be honest and fair on that end of it. But yeah, I don't, you know, $2 for a towel where I could save that money for an amazing coffee, an iced coffee at Joffrey's. Those are really good. Those are surprisingly good. Not because, I mean, Joffrey's is really good coffee, but there's something about being in the water park with that tropical element and feel and that iced coffee just, I don't know. The ice does melt quick and they don't give you covers. They don't give you covers, but I I actually like that. Anyway. All right. And bring some light snacks. There's okay. just something about there's something about like I love eating and we talk about often going to restaurants and eating in the parks. I didn't eat a lot at this particular park. It's not about being in the water in in your bathing suit that just doesn't make me want to eat. I kinda getting the hint like through this podcast episode that you're just feeling overall awkward in a bathing suit. I think I'm I think you know what it is? It's not that I'm awkward in a bathing suit. <laughs> it's awkward being around tons of people in their bathing suits. All right. So what about our cruise? <laughs> You have to be on your bathing suit the whole time? I mean, I guess you don't have to. 
I mean, I hope you don't go to dinner in your bathing suit. That's true. Yeah. No, scratch that. All okay. right. So back to that. Yeah. You. This is one of the great things about another great thing about Disney is that you are allowed to bring food in the parks and drink so what we did was we froze waters and we brought them into the park we packed a little soft collapsible cooler they don't allow glass or alcohol but um and the bag check was a little bit different they do check your coolers if you bring them in or a bag uh, but there's no real security system yeah i didn't see any like metal detectors it's the same person that checks your ticket or checks your print when you go uh, kind of go through the gate. They'll just say, if you bring a bag or a cooler, just say, can I just check your bag real quick? And that's how they do the security there. Okay. Well, I will say, so pack your own food, especially if you want to save money or if you're not on the Disney dining plan and you just want to stretch your dollars. Totally makes sense because it could be a long day if you decide to make it a long day at the park. You know, it usually opens by 9 or 10. And if it closes by 5 or 6, you can have a fabulous day there. And if you pack a lunch or whatever, it's great. You also want to go there early enough where you can sort of set up. You know, we got there, I would say, shortly after it opened, probably a half an hour. Yeah. Our intentions were to get there right as opening, but we didn't. So, but we were we found that grabbing a chair was pretty easy. But if you get there early, you will be able to have first dibs on, you know, your lounge chairs. And because there are like miles of lounge chairs, and they're not very well organized. When it, when once people get in there, they're kind of like just right next to each other in patches. Yeah, so you kind of have to we. What we found is like a lot of times people make camp right away and then they move around a lot. A lot of chairs end up going into the area where the pool is, the big surf pool area, and kind of they set up their chairs as so they could feel that water rushing on the below of the chair, which I think is pretty nice. What we didn't do. No. I thought that it was pretty good. And I know you're going to bring food, but I want to say keep set aside some money for some ice cream here because for me anyways, having an ice cream at a water park just makes total sense. And here at Typhoon Lagoon, they have something that you won't find anywhere else. And it's basically an incredible shovel ice cream. It's a sand pail. It's soft serve ice cream with all these goodies and it's so much fun. It comes with a shovel and anyway okay sounds good <laughs> and my last tip i'm gonna say is oh two more i have two more okay you ready because i didn't think i'd use it right away but if you're going into the ladies room guys to the right is where there's there's only like three or four stalls and there's always a line but if you go to the left all the way in the back there's about 10 bathrooms that you can use where it's by like the shower so huh. there was always a line i was thinking i was trying to get everyone to realize that there was more bathrooms which makes a lot of sense if you have a little one that really needs to go to the bathroom and lastly i know i'm losing bruce here so i'm gonna try to talk quick if you're sensitive to smoking there is smoking allowed at typhoon lagoon there's designated areas and what i didn't realize at the time was when we set up camp we set up right kind of near the bar area sort of to the right area um and that's where the tables are set up with ashtrays and we were kind of smoked out a little smoked out a little so if you're sensitive to that move further away from that that's it for tips okay well that was good thank you so that was a good podcast episode i thought we did a little bit of history a little bit of insights into the attraction and gave a few tips so i was i think that we did a good job on that one i'm glad you agree i hope our listeners do (laughs) yeah we'll see email us info at unlockingmagic.com also check us out on facebook for our live show every monday night at 8 p.m eastern time facebook.com forward slash unlocking the magic also instagram we're there unlock the magic on instagram and twitter we are wdw unlock magic come say hello there If you want Connie's packing list, maybe you're heading to Disney soon or not so soon, but you still want to get your packing list ready, go to our website, 
unlockingthemagic.com. That's where you can find the packing list. It's free. Just put your name and email in there, and you can download that. Uh, super easy. And it's pretty pretty valuable, and it's free, which is cool to give away free stuff. Perfect. So that's it for me. That's it for you? Yeah. Short and sweet today. That's it. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you on the next episode and on Monday night at 8 p.m. Thanks, everybody.